Previously on Mucky Landing. Your dad doing a Luca Brazzi and sending your boyfriend to sleep with the soybeans kind of screws up the whole Norman Rockwood perfect family look. Norman Rockwell. And you've been watching The Godfather again, haven't you? Good morning. How are you, sir? Oh, fair to partly cloudy, I guess. How about yourself? <laughs> fair to partly cloudy. You hear that, Sal? We're living in the country now, aren't we? Yeah, you're right about that, Nick. Oh, newcomers. Well, welcome to the Mucky Land and Market Diner and Hardware Emporium. So what are you looking for? Well, I, I got a list right here. Yeah, let's see what we got here. Cinder blocks, cement mix, couple of shovels, glass cutter, hacksaw, three boxes of ammo, what caliber you need. Oh, wait, it says 38, right? Right. Sorry, Verge, but you gotta hear this. I got something pretty important on my mind. And... Well, that's different. Maybe we should hold a parade to commemorate the moment. It's about those two guys who were in here a while ago. What, the New York guys? Yeah, those two. So... Nice fellas. Oh, you won't think that when I tell you what I heard. So they ordered two coffees, which I brought out, and then there was some discussion about sugar, and then I brought out their coffees and Mitch's order, and then I went back to take their orders, and that's when I heard it. Heard what? Heard them planning to kill somebody. But they seemed so nice. They're vicious killers, Virgil. Be careful, or you'll wind up with your dog's head in your bed. Much as I hate to say it, I think we need to call Chief Chief. And stop booty sheets. Right. And buy a new toaster. Why do we need a new toaster? Well, apparently you can't toast avocado in the old one. No, Sal, stay in the car and keep the engine running. It's your fault I gotta do this. Oh, shit. Welcome to Mucky Landon, population 542 and a half. I'm Virgil Slatter. Me and my partner Harmon Truesdale own the Mucky Landing Market Diner and Hardware Emporium at the corner of St. John's and Broad. If you took the scenic route on your way to Bombay Hook to see that rare cackling goose somebody said they saw there, and you end up here by mistake, that's how most folks find Bucky Landon, unless they were born here, you be sure to stop by and say hi. If it's Thursday, try Harmon's Cod Lips and Bologna Stew Over Grits for an experience that'll make you sit up and go, huh. Mucky Landing, a sort of a podcast. Season 2, Episode 5, The Baloney Connection. Hello again. I find I have a bit of unfinished business. Oh, um, <clears throat> that, that, that's fine. Fine. Uh, anything I can help you with? No. He's going to rub us out. I know it. Oh, for crying out loud, Harmon. Why would he do that? Oh, because I burned his avocado toast. Because I called him Hunt. Because I heard their murder plot. I don't know. I gotta hide. <sighs> Harmon, get out of the ice cream freezer. What? I said, get out of the ice cream freezer. No. Is he got a gun? I didn't see one. Is he still coming this way? No, he went over to the... Oh, this is ridiculous. Sounds like he went over to the Homeland Security and Cheap Souvenirs aisle. Don't 
Don't talk so loud. He's gonna hear you. Cut it out, Armin. Nothing. He's gonna go right through there and ransack the burglary tools off. You wait and see. Do you hear any ransacking going on? And it's not the burglary tools aisle, Harmon. It's the face mask, crowbar, lock picks, and beauty accessories aisle. Sounds like burglary tools to me. And anyway, I told him it was the burglary tool section when they were here earlier. That's probably why he's casing the joint right now. He's not casing the joint, and I'm sure there's a perfectly reasonable explanation for all of this. Now get out of there. Nobody's gonna want a nutty buddy that's been molded to your ass. No. You you can stand there like a big old target if you want, Mr. Macho Man. But if he wants to kill me, he's going to have to find me first. You're sitting in an ice cream case with a glass lid. You're not hard to find. Well, if he does find me, he's going to have to drag me out of this freezer, kicking, screaming, and crying. I'm not going to make it easy for him. Harmon, I'm going to be the one dragging you out of there in about five seconds if you don't move your ass now. Is uh, that your friend oh, in there? Oh, jeez. Uh, wow, sorry about that. I didn't hear you come up behind me. Yeah, I get a lot of that. No worries. What's his name again? Is that him? Who? The one the in the freezer. Gun. Nobody's got a gun. Good to know. I hate it when you reach in to get an ice pop and a crazy guy in the freezer tries to blow your face off. Does that happen to you often? Eh, more often than you think. Uh, doesn't he uh, get cold in there? No. I'd be wearing gloves if that was me in there. He must have really good circulation. He does, but unfortunately it doesn't reach his brain. Yeah, I can see that. He had a lot of trouble with my breakfast order. Sorry about that, uh, hon. Uh, there he is with the hon again. I told you, Bird. Reason number two. Hey, why did he put that box of ice cream sandwiches on his head? I think he's trying to keep you from seeing him. And he's an idiot. Oh, okay. You know, I thought he seemed a little different when he was taking our breakfast order this morning. He rode the short bus to school, didn't he? Not sure. All I can say is, if science ever finds out what's wrong with him, it'll probably be really hard to pronounce. Hey, Nick, I just had a great idea. Sal, what are you doing? I told you to stay in the car and keep the engine running. I want to talk to that uh, waitress guy. For me. You see, this is what I'm talking about, Sal. I talk, you don't listen. You never listen to me. I heard you. And what do I tell you every time you say that? It's, it's not, not the, the same, same thing. thing. Yeah. I know, I know, but I want to talk to that waitress guy. Hey, Mr. Uh, uh, Virgil. Uh, oh, oh, right, yeah, uh, Mr. Virgil. Sorry, I'm terrible with names. That's because you don't listen. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is why we're in counseling, Sal. So, uh, Mr. Virgil, is that guy around? I don't see anybody over there at the breakfast counter. You mean Harmon? He's here in this freezer chest. Really? Oh, yeah. That's him, all right. I recognize the socks. Huh. Well, who did it? Who did what? Who whacked him? Whacked him? Yeah, who whacked him? You know, who clipped him? Oh, who clipped him? Well, that would be Delbert Forney over at the little off the top. Well... Guy ices your waitress right here in your shop and leaves him here on display. That's cold. It is. Temperature in that chest is set to five below. Nobody iced him, though. He did it himself. Really? He didn't seem that depressed this morning. He's not dead, Sal. Look close. You can see him shivering. I don't know. And I watched him put those ice cream sandwiches on his head a minute ago. He's alive. Apparently, he got in there voluntarily. Oh, okay. Why? He's, uh... Well, he's hiding. He is, huh? Well, he's doing it wrong. I can see him. Wrong is how Harmon does pretty much everything. Well, if he's not dead, I'm going to do what I came in here for. 
He really likes it in there, doesn't he? Here, let me. Harmon, get your ass out of this freezer chest right now. Make me. Harmon, I'm already going to have to throw out at least half the stuff in this case from you rolling around in it. Now you get out of there right now, or I am going to... You're going to what? I'm going to tell these nice gentlemen your middle name. <gasps> you wouldn't dare. Watch me. Low blow, Verge. Low blow. So sue me. I may sue you. One of those nutty buddies gave me a colonoscopy. I don't know which one. Better throw them all out, Verge. Good call. And my potential rubbing out will be on your conscience. You just remember that. I'll deal with it. Rubbing out? There's no rubbing. Maybe a little nudging, but no rubbing. Excuse me, gotta go. Where's he going now? The restroom? No, behind the counter, apparently. I guess he's still playing hide-and-seek. You know he can still see you. You need to crouch down a little lower. He's not very good at this, is he? Look, I'm not going to hurt you, nutty buddy guy. Come out from back there so I can uh, talk to you about a little you know, business proposition I have in mind. Oh, Sal, no. These are nice, simple people here. Let's not get them involved in anything uh, complicated. It's not like that, Nick, I promise. It's just a nice little racket that I think might be good for, uh, well, everybody. As long as everybody plays nice, uh, if you get my drift. Hey, Paisan, come on out. You better do what the man says, Harmon. Uh, what's his name again? Harmony? Harmony, come on out and talk to us. <laughs> Don't know why I never thought of that one. Whatever you say, sir, hon. Uh, but before I do, you don't happen to be pointing anything at me, do you? Pointing at you? Who's pointing? Uh, maybe he's scared of fingers. Is he scared of fingers? No, that would be a new one. Maybe he gets pointed at a lot. Only when he does something stupid, which I guess adds up to most days of the week now that I think about it. Get up, Harmon. Okay, but whatever it is, I didn't do it. Probably. Ah, forget about it. So, talking about your baloney here, who's your connection? My connection? Yeah. Who's your baloney connection? Allow me to translate. Who do you buy your baloney from? Oh, that, that would be the Yoders. The Yoders? Never heard of them. Uh, do they operate out of Philly? No, the Yoders are local. They operate out of Mucky Landon. Well, here's the thing, Harmony. Harmony? Yes, sir. Harmony here, hon. I got some cousins in the lunch meat business up in Philly. Brothers, identical twins, best salamis on the East Coast. Is that so? Oh, no, not again with the cousin, Sal. Hey, la familia, most important thing in the world, family. Never go against the family. What's that? Oh, never mind, Don Nicky. No, wait, that's the guy who gave Tatum Chan and a hickey in Greece. Uh, go on, sir. So, uh, which cousins are we talking about here? Angelo and Bruno. You remember them. They brought those huge supersods last time they came up for Christmas. Salami's like torpedoes. Never saw anything like that. Uh, Angelo's the one with the missing thumbs, right? No, no, that's Bruno. Angelo's the one with the missing pinkies. That's a lot of missing digits there. How'd they lose them? Eh, Bruno made a deal that went sideways with the wrong cappuccino. Angelo's just uh, careless with the slicer. Oh, that's too bad. Nah, now you can tell them apart. That Bruno. Talk about a real gabagol. Okay. Angelo's just a chooch. Right. Kind of like your associate behind the counter there. Oh, okay. You mean they're idiots. Bingo. Ah, shit. Now I lost my train of thought. Sal. Sal, language? Ah, jeez. I'll put a buck in the swear jar when we get home. Your swear jar costs you a dollar? I only have to put a quarter in ours. You got a swear jar, too? Yeah. Uh, Virgil keeps it down there by the cash register. Most of the money in there is mine. Why don't uh, you go get it for me? What? Oh, uh, 
No, you don't want our swear jar. There's only about um, maybe $84.17 in there, approximately. Harmon, you heard the man. Go get the jar. Shit. If I'd known we were going to get robbed, I'd have stolen the jar first and blown it on a strip show at the tits and grits. Except I would have had to stop by the bank first and change it into dollars. Girls don't like it when you try to stuff quarters in their G-strings. Trixie said it made her feel like a slot machine. Man, that girl's got a mean right hook. Harmon, haven't I told you not to put pennies in there? It takes longer to sort when we gotta count pennies. Now, I got a good excuse on that one, Verge. You remember that day Doral called in and placed an order for 23 bagel bologna burgers for her office? Everyone customized with different condiments and pickles and onions and I don't know what all. And then canceled it at the last minute? Oh, right. Yeah. Had to empty my pockets out on that one and clean out my secret emergency quarter stash behind the dishwasher. I gave the jar everything I had and still owed $3.23. Fucking Doral. Sal, why would you contribute to somebody else's swear jar? It's cheaper here. Our swear jar is for saving up for a trip to Aruba. The money in our jar is still our money. You put money in somebody else's swear jar, then it's their money. It's a quarter, Nick. You are unbelievable. You know that? Yeah. That's why you love me. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah. Harmony's baloney. Listen, I can hook you up with Angelo and Bruno and get you meats like you wouldn't believe. Prosciutto, supersad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the yoders... Mortadella, gabagool. Gabba what? You know, gabagool. Ham. Nick. Didn't you just say gabagool means idiot? Yeah, idiot, ham, whatever. It's a very flexible word. Uh, the cheese, mozzarella, provolone, regatta. I just need bologna. And bologna. So, what do you say? <sighs> what do I say? I don't know. I, I guess, um, you know, I, I don't speak real good delicatessen Italian like you do. I, I mean, like, you're fluent with all the goombas and regazzas and shit. I should have paid more attention to Grandma Valenziano when she was yelling at me. Virgil, what do I say? Nothing that makes sense, usually. <sighs> so, exactly what are you proposing here, Sal? Here's the deal. I hook you up with Angelo and Bruno. You order your meat from them, at under-the-counter prices, I might add. You know, the stuff that just fell off the back of the truck. And Nick and I take a teeny little taste off the top. You know, just to wet our beaks a little and keep everything running smooth. If you get my drift. Well, we're pretty happy with the Yoder's baloney. You are? Oh, yeah. Plus, it might make the Yoder's mad if we stop buying their baloney. Those guys never smile as it is. I really don't want to piss them off any more than they already are. Come on, they're Amish. How scary can they be? Don't they take an oath to stay peaceful and uh, never fight? Uh, no, that's the Quakers. Oh. I thought uh, Amish and Quakers were the same thing, on account of the hats. Uh, the thing is, our local Amish sect isn't like your normal Amish. How so? Well, they belong to an offshoot sect, the Shundenpist Order. Started back in the 20s with a bunch of Amish who got thrown out of the local group because they didn't tie their shoes right or whatever. So they formed their own sect and made up new rules about how to be Amish. But they're still uh, Amish, though, right? Uh, how different can they be? They grow weed as a cash crop and get together on Friday nights for hardcore rake fights. Rake fights? Yeah, it's kind of like the WWE, except with garden rakes. It can be pretty brutal. You ever see any one-eyed Amish fellas, you know they're from around here. Fascinating. I'd like to meet some of these tough Amish. But back to business. 
Sal, would it make you happy if they do this little deal for you? It would. Okay. So, Virgil, and uh, uh, what's your name, freezer chest guy? It, it would make my friend Sal here very happy if you accepted his little offer. But the Yoders... And are... it would make Sal very sad not to do this little deal. Wouldn't it, Sal? Yeah. I'd cry my eyes out. And I don't like it when Sal is sad. It makes him very hard to live with. I think what Harmon is trying to say is the Yoders I are... understand. You have a long-term business relationship with them, a history. Change can be hard. Yeah, plus if I tell them I don't want their baloney anymore, I'll probably die in a mysterious hit-and-run buggy accident. Oh, is that all? Eh, no worries. Easy for you to say. No, no, no. Sal's right. No worries at all. You see, we have over 30 years' experience in the protection rack uh, uh, business. Yeah. I started when I was 14, running numbers for the Italian lottery. Sounds like an important job for a young'un. Nah, it's entry level. It, we're retired now, of course. But I assure you, we are experts at protecting our business partners and their interests. I can give you my personal guarantee that if any of the Amish have a problem with you, then they'll have a problem with us, and they do not want to have a problem with us. People who have a problem with us end up regretting it. They do, do they? They do. Our offer, which, I may add, is very generous, is our welcome gift to you. You don't want to be looking a gift horse in the mouth now, do you? I don't know. If I do, will the horse's head end up in my bed? Yeah, you watch too many movies. That's what I've been telling him. So what do you say? Sounds pretty decent to me, if the deal is as good as you say. It couldn't hurt to give it a trial run. Do we have a deal, Harmony? I, I don't... Uh... <clears throat> <clears throat> yes, sir. Excellent. Does that make you happy, Sal? It does. Good. I did not want to listen to you whining about it for the next three months. What are you saying? I don't whine. You do. When you don't get your way, you whine. Well, you snore. Hey, look, don't go there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basta! Uh, I need to pay for this, please. What are you hiding there, Nick? I'm buying you a little gift. Ah, oh, you didn't have to do that. What is it? Just wait until I pay for it, would you please? Well, if you folks just want to follow me to the cash register. Of course. Let me just put this jar back by the register where it belongs. Uh, I'll just stay here, if nobody minds. Good thinking. Closer to the emergency ice cream freezer in case you need to hide again. Alrighty, what do you got there? One pair of nail clippers. That'll be three forty-nine. Nail clippers? And what's the total? Three forty-nine. No, I mean with Oh, oh right. I keep forgetting about the no sales tax thing. I like that. It feels like we're getting away with something. Right. There you are. Oh, thank you. And there's your 51 cents in change and your receipt. You want a bag? No, thanks. Here, Sal. Now you can have it. I don't want it. Take it. Use it. And maybe next time you try on your brand new pair of souvenir socks in the car, your big toe won't rip a hole in them before we even make it back to the house. Oh, jeez, Nick. You don't have to tell everybody. Try your big shadrul. Sal, really? There, you can have my change back for what Sal just said. Harmon! I'm gonna kill you! Psycho Bob, shut up! This is not a good time to talk about killing me! I'm gonna string your guts across my backyard like a clothesline! Cut it out! I don't need you giving anybody any ideas. Look, hey, don't pay any attention to him. He's just kidding. I will belay you like a fish and serve you at sushi! Okay, look, that sounds like fun, but I I'm kind of busy right now. Oh, okay. 
about Saturday? Saturday's good. You come back Saturday and we'll talk. I look forward to your excruciatingly painful bloody death! I like that guy. Oh, great. Sal, why don't you do what I asked you to do in the first place and go start the car and let the air conditioner run? You know I can't take this heat. Oh, no worries there, Nick. I left the car running. It's going to be nice and cool when you get in. You left it running? Out on the street in broad daylight? Madonna mia, somebody's probably stolen it by now. Oh, it's okay, Nick. Calm down. What kind of dummy do you think I am? I locked it before I came in. You locked it? Yeah. With the key? No, with that little button on the armrest. And where might your key be? My key? It's in the car. I left the car running so it can stay cool. You need the key to run the car, Nick. You know that. It's in the car? Yeah. It's in the locked car? Right. Uh... You have your key with you, don't you? Was I driving today? No. You are the driver. I am the passenger. Uh... I didn't need the key to be a passenger, so my key is hanging on the key rack by the front door while your key is in the ignition switch of the locked car. Are you beginning to see the big picture here, Sal? Uh, yeah, I think I do. Huh. Locked your key in the car, did you? It appears that way, yes. Are the windows cracked? No. I was trying to keep the car cool, like Nick said. No problem. Let me just call Chief Chief and get him over here to Jimmy the Lock. Chief Chief? Yeah, Neville Chief. He's our local police chief. That's a great idea. Let's get the cops over here. Uh, I, I think um, I'd rather get a professional to take care of this little problem. That's a classic car out there. Very expensive. No need to bother the local constabulary. How about that guy out on the highway? Um, hey, Bob Firkin? Mm. Oh, yeah, he can do it. Let me give him a call. Good. We'll wait out front. Virgil, wouldn't it be better to call Chief Chief? No, Nick's right. That's a nice car. Chief Chief might scratch it up trying to get into it. But it might be a good idea if the Chief met Nick and Sal here. Right? Right? Oh, he'll meet him sooner or later. It's a small town. Thank you for calling Firkins Lubentune. What do you want? Oh, hey, is Bob there? He's busy. What do you want? Well, we need him to get over here to the Market Diner and Hardware Emporium. We got a customer who locked his keys in the car. Car's still running, so we need to get Bob out here pretty quick. What kind of dumbass pulls a stunt like that? Do what? Something the matter with your hearing. No, I... I said, what kind of dumbass pulls a stunt like that? Well, just between you and me... He may be related to my business partner here, given what I've seen during our short acquaintance. Who are you talking about, Verge? Well, that sounds interesting. Please tell me exactly what's going on in detail. Who's related to me, Verge? I told you he locked his keys in the car, and the car is still running. I didn't do that. That was Sal. Shut up, would you? Excuse me? Oh, sorry. I, I was talking to someone who's being extremely annoying. I am not. Who are you calling annoying, mister? Not you. I was talking to somebody else. Well, well excuse, excuse me. me. Look, I don't want to argue with you, lady. I just need to get somebody out here to help with this car. Why don't you call Chief Chief? He unlocks cars. He did mine a couple of weeks ago. The customer doesn't want Chief Which customer? Chief. I left the car running to keep the air conditioning going while I made a quick run into the Total Booze and More store. And apparently I locked it as I was getting out. I'm telling you, the customer doesn't want doesn't the... what? I needed to get a fifth of Jack, a couple of six-packs of Bud Light, and a bottle of Boone's Farm for a date I had that night. So I didn't need to be hauling that big old person to the store with me. My cell phone has one of those little pockets on the back for credit cards, so 
I just took that and left my purse on the front seat. Yeah, that's kind of what happened here. What happened? When? I didn't even realize I'd locked it until I came back out and tried to open the door. Force a habit, I guess. Can I... Are they still talking about me? No, she's telling me about her date. Cool. Excuse me, I'm talking. Jesus wept. So, I had to cool my heels for half an hour out in that hot sun waiting for Chief Chief to show up with his skinny little crowbar lockpick thingy. At least I had something to drink. If we could just... Hey, does she sound ha ha sexy? And of course, the guy turned out to be a total loser. I hate it when they sneak out in the middle of the night like that without even bothering to wake you up to say goodbye. So tell me how it happened. What, your date going wrong? I can make a few guesses. Ooh, I smell opportunity. Don't you be getting personal there, mister. I meant your car problem. It happened the usual way, by accident, the same way you did it. Why is that even important? Wow, she's giving you all the dirty details. Way to go, Virgin. Would you please tell Beverly to shut the hell up again? Hells, bells, I can barely hear myself think. Beverly? Oh, jeez, it's you, isn't it? Crap, she did it to me again. She got me. You know her? What's her name? Can, can I have her if you don't want her? You want to know her name? You want her? You got it. Her name is Doral. What? Yeah. Fucking, Fucking Doral. You got me, Virgie. Wow, I thought we were going for a new record there. Doral, when did you start working for Bob Firkin? Oh, he's my latest client. My answering service business is growing by leaps and bounds, you know. Apparently, a little dose of Doral in your day is just what this town needs. This town needs a dose of Doral like it needs a dose of the clap. Doral, I've got a customer here who needs help. Who is it? It's a couple of new guys. Just moved here from New York. Oh, new blood. Two of them, huh? Put one of them on. Oh, I don't know if you want to mess with these guys. They're, uh, huh. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'll be happy to let you talk to them. Hang on a sec. Harmon, go get Nick and Sal, would you? Shit, Verge. Why you want to bring them back in here? We just got rid of them without anybody getting fitted for cement overshoes. That was my whole goal this morning. Just go get them. They may just help us get Doral out of our hair. What do you mean? I mean, if these guys are the kind of guys you think they are, old Doral might just need to pick up and leave town if she pisses them off. And I can guarantee she's going to piss them off. They'll be here in just a second, Doral. Harmon's gone to get them. Harmon? Go. Why do I have to go get him? You, you just know if anybody pulls a gun, I'm the one that's going to get it. That's always how it goes. So, Doral, oh, there's two of them, Nick and Sal. Sal's the one who locked the keys in the car, and Nick's not real happy about it. Whatever. Here you go, Sal. They got some questions, I guess. Questions? Our car is locked, and we want them to unlock it. How hard is that? Yeah. Hello. What do you want? Uh, oh, hang on. Wrong script. Hey there, who you calling? The, um, uh, uh, what was it? The, the lubricated tune, I think it was? Hang on, I'll put you through. Thank you for calling the Route 1 Dock in a Box. Don't miss our Tattoo Tuesday special. What do you want? Wait, what? Please tell me the nature of your emergency. And don't take a month Sundays to do it either. I'm in a horn-tossing mood today. You're what? I've been running all over a hell's half-acre this morning trying to find somebody to fix my air conditioner. That's what. It's hotter than a goat's butt in a pepper patch here in this house. Lady, I'm having a real hard time understanding what you're saying. Do you speak English? Oh, you want English. Please press 1 for English. Oh, well, okay. 
There. You feel better now, asshole? What? Is this the lubricated tune? Is this the what? Is this the lubricated tune? Never heard of it. Wait. Are you looking for that music store up in Dover? What is it? Uh, B&B Music. I don't need an Airbnb. I need the lubricated tune. I'm not understanding you, mister. Do you have a medical emergency or do you need a room for the night? If you have a medical emergency, I suggest you stop tying up the line here at the dock in a box and call 911. Did you say dock in a box? Is this a doctor's office? Maybe. Why are you talking to a doctor's office? I, I don't know. The guy handed me the phone and this nurse was on the other end. It must be the wrong number. See if she's got a number for the lube and tune. Oh, it's the lube and tune. Maybe that's why she couldn't understand me. Oh, you want the lube and tune. Hang on just a second. I'll put you through. Oh, okay. Thank you. Here, here. Let me talk to him. Thank you for calling Firkins Lube and Tune. You lease it, we grease it. Please tell me the nature of your emergency. The what of my what? What do you want? Oh, uh, we're locked out of our car and the motor is running. What'd you do a dumbass thing like that for? It wasn't me. It was Sal. He wasn't thinking. Well, he should get a job at this place. He'd fit right in. So who am I talking to here? Who wants to know? I do. And who would you be? I'm Nick. I got a car problem. Sir, every asshole who calls this dang number has got some sort of a car problem. You're going to have to be a lot more pacific than that. What's that? What's what? I didn't understand what you just said. Jesus, whip. Now listen, Dick. It's Nick. Whatever. I told you before, I'm in a horn-tossing mood today. We're short-handed here, Slick. Nick. Whatever. See? He left the car running to keep it cool. Who did, pal? Sal. You're not from here, are you? I need you to slow it down there, speed racer. Is this the lubricated tune? It's the lube and tune, genius. Sal, now you got me talking stupid. Uh, lady, I recognize that attitude. You ever spend any time in New York? I had a temp job up there once. Oh, yeah? Where'd you work? Can't be no construction. I was a receptionist. In Queens? Yeah. Oh, my God. I knew I recognized that voice. Is this Doral? It is. Wait, Nick. Nick Costello? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Sally, guess who I'm talking to? Who? Doral. Bernstein? Yeah. Oh, wow. Seriously? I should have picked up on that. I love that gal. Yeah, yeah, me too. She reminds me of your Aunt Rose. So, Nick, you and Sal still together? Yeah, 15 years now. He's right here. Oh, well, you tell him Doral says, hey, sugar. Doral says to tell you, hey, sugar. Harmon, what just happened here? I don't know, Verge, but I'm scared. That didn't go at all like I thought it would. Fucking, Fucking Doral. there. I'm Chris Polo, creator of Mucky Landing. So, the podcast awards season has nearly come to a close for us, and here's how we did. Mucky Landing was an official selection of this year's New Jersey Web Fest, the Baltimore Next Media Web Fest, the Apulia Web Fest in Apulia, Italy, the Miami Web Series Festival, and the Swedish International Film Festival. So far, we've brought home four awards. Best Podcast and Best Podcast Director from the Baltimore New Media Web Fest, Best Director of a Narrative Fiction Podcast from the New Jersey Web Fest, and Audio Drama of the Month from the Swedish International Film Festival. 
I'd like to give a shout out to our Canadian listeners. Thanks to you, Mucky Landing has been in the top 100 comedy fiction podcasts on the charts this entire month. Keep it up, eh? This episode, The Baloney Connection, featured Mike Polo as Virgil Slatter, Bruce Leister as Harmon Truesdale, John Zinzi as Nick Costello, Steve Caparizio as Sal Bambino, and Patty Gatto as Doral Bernstein. Sound design and editing is by Mike Polo, and our theme song and incidental music is written and performed by the fortunately infragable Jim Rezac. For more of Jim's music, check out jimrezacmusic.com. If you're enjoying Mucky Landing, you can help us out by donating to our wish list on buymeacoffee.com. We do a lot of our own sound effects around here, and we're raising money to buy a dedicated road shotgun microphone that will make that process even better. Just visit buymeacoffee.com slash Landing. Remember, that's mucky with an E. In other news, I'm working on a new website that we hope will be more informative and easier for everybody to use. That will be coming soon, so watch for it. Finally, ratings and reviews are really important for every podcast, including ours. If you haven't rated Mucky Landing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or wherever you rate podcasts, go ahead and take care of that right now. Don't make us send Darrell over to your house. Just do it. So that's all the news from Mucky Landing for the moment. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk at you next time. Mm-hmm.